Welcome to Stories Behind the Stars podcast, dedicated to honoring the fallen heroes of World War II. In this podcast series, I have the opportunity to interview researchers who volunteer their time to research and find the story of each individual fallen World War II hero. Welcome everyone to the Stories Behind the Stars podcast. Tonight we have the opportunity to hear from Bob first. And if you could introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself. I live in Huntsville, Alabama, where I work as an engineer for NASA. You know, for as long as I can remember, I've been, I've enjoyed reading about military history, uh, in particular World War II history. You know, I'm not really sure where the interest in World War II history originally came from. I mean, I was never in the military. My father did actually serve in World War II, but he was still in training in the States when the war ended. And at some point, I guess, I came to realize that, you know, he very likely would have been involved in the invasion of Japan if the war hadn't ended when it did. You know, the more I thought about that, it really made me appreciate the sacrifices that that were made by so many so that that terrible event didn't have to come to pass. You know, but it's funny, I I have three brothers, and and I'm not sure they could tell you anything about World War II other than who won. So for some reason, it just, it just, it's really struck a chord with me. And I've really enjoyed um, reading and learning more about it. And, And part of the process of that was, you know, that I follow a, a number of different World War II history-related Facebook pages, and, and that's how I, I, I came across uh, Don's blog back in 2018. Um, just was something that popped up in one of my feeds, and um, you know where he was profiling one World War II fallen a day, and and that became something I look forward to reading every day. Um, you know, and um, at some point. Um, I think it was the fall of 2018, um, he put out a request for volunteers to help out with the blog, you know, uh, because of some other time commitments that he had. And I thought, what the heck, this this might be interesting. So, um, you know, like probably a number of, the, uh, a lot of the other stories behind the stars volunteers, I, I'm also an amateur genealogist. So I was already, you know, familiar with doing the research and and using Ancestry, and and I had a little bit of familiarity with Fold3. I'd I'd use that to uh, research some of the Civil War records for some of my my ancestors. Um, uh, But so anyway, yeah, that sounded like something that would be fun to do. And um, and I guess I did a good enough job that that, uh, uh, Don kept me around, kept feeding me names. And um, admittedly, I was only doing four or five stories a month whereas he was doing the rest of the month, you know, I'm uh, not really sure how he managed to do that, but, but I ended up writing about a hundred stories by the time it ended uh, for his blog. And, and it's funny when I look back at some of the early ones I wrote, it's like, oh man, I didn't know what I was doing. And, and I'm sure that's, that's common for a lot of volunteers. The first few, when you start out, um, you know, you're just kind of winging it, but um, as you gain more experience, um, you know, it, it becomes a lot easier. And, and some of the stories pretty much write themselves. Some of them you have to, you have to really dig and do the research. And, and I, I enjoy all of that. So it's, it's been a great experience. 
Yeah, I remember in 2018 when Don was talking about, oh, I found this really amazing guy and he's going to help me write some of these stories because he was getting his uh, financial uh, advisor certification, I think, and he just didn't have enough time to do, you know, work a full-time job, go to do that certification and write these stories every week. And he was so excited. He found somebody who would help him. And that's kind of like, I think when that, you're you were basically the, I think the first other person that my dad found to help him write those stories because um I think that can maybe laid the seed in his mind thinking you know hey if I have this found one other person who wants to do this and then what if we found you know thousands more who would want to do this and I think that's kind of a you know you're the first follower <laughs> if you that's right <laughs> so now that you've done that it's been a couple of years now uh have you noticed um one thing I like to ask a lot of the researchers is what's one thing that has just really stood out to you as you've researched these fallen heroes? There's so many diverse stories. Um, I guess just the thing that, that never ceases to amaze me is how, you know, just the backgrounds of the people, I mean, farmers, truck drivers, just everyday people that, that, um, that went on to, to, to do such, uh, you know, so it's such amazing things. And, um, I don't know, you know, you have, you have this mental image of soldiers being, you know, the professional soldiers, the people that, that did that for a living. But I would say of the, the 250 or so profiles that I've written, probably 95% of them were, were draftees. Uh, you know, only a small percentage of them were, were actually volunteers who, you know, so-called professional soldiers. Um, so, yeah, it's always amazing when you see somebody that that went from, you know, had a, a grammar school education and was working as a farmhand. And the next thing you know, he's a co-pilot on a B-17 bomber over Germany or something like that. You know, um, it just it never it never ceases to amaze me. The, um, the, the things that that. that that generation was capable of. And then the, the, the corollary to that is these were all 21 and 22 and 23 year olds, you know, doing these, these amazing things. And you look at them in pictures and they look like they're 30 or 40 years old. And, you know, um, I, I have a hard time wrapping my head around that sometime. I, I have a 27 year old son and, you know, I just, I can't picture him doing some of these things, let alone somebody that's 20, 21, 22 years old, you know, commanding a bomber, uh, you know, a crew, a 10-man crew of a bomber uh, for 25 missions. And then he's the old man because he's 23 years old. Uh, that just, that's just amazing. A lot of my researchers have made that similar comment of, to the fact that they how young they were and and how full of a life they had already lived at such a young age. Um, maybe that has a little bit to do with you know growing up during the depression and seeing how valuable life is to begin with. Maybe certainly. So, do you have a spe some specific stories you'd like to share with us? Uh, you know, like I say, I mean, I've. Um between Don's blog, the hundred or so I wrote for him, and then I, I've written 165 so far for um, um, for Madison County, Alabama, where I live. And um, 
again, there's just so many, it's hard to single out one in particular and say it's my favorite. Um, you know, there's so many interesting stories, so many great accomplishments. They're all equally deserving of being honored, you know, whether they died on a battlefield or in a training accident before they even, you know, had a chance to, to join the war. Um, but, but I'll say one of the things I've done to try to, to heighten awareness is I've created a, a Facebook page where I, I share my stories of the Madison County Fallen. And I, I've got about 400 followers to that page. And through that, I've made connections with family members of, um, I don't know, 12 to 15 or so of the local Fallen. And in some cases, they were able to provide some missing information or a photo. Um, in other cases, they reached out to thank me for providing information that they didn't know about their uncle or grandfather or whoever. And, and I was even invited um, uh, by a family member of a young man who, 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 was, who was on board the USS Arizona at Pearl Harbor and was killed, uh, you know, tragically killed on December 7th. Um, I was invited to a wreath laying ceremony at his grave here at a local cemetery this past December 7th. So, so that story certainly is a special one to me. It was amazingly, it was one of the first ones that I wrote from Madison County. Um, uh, just kind of lucked into that one. So again, that, that, that's kind of neat. The ones where I've made a connection with some of the, the local family members and have, have been able to, like I say, um, in, in some cases, maybe even bring a little bit of a closure for them to to learn some more about their 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 family member and 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 to see them honored like that. That's beautiful. I love that this this project is connecting people today over something that happened, you know, seventy plus years ago. That you're making those connections today. So you say you're right now you're writing uh, stories for Madison County. Um, so you're focusing on Alabama. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the Alabama project and how's it going and what you, what your, um, how many maybe names you have and how many volunteers you're hoping? Because um, from my understanding, you're kind of heading up the database for Alabama. Last September, I actually, um, well, before that, I, I know Don had been trying to reach out to some, some uh, uh, media across the country to try and get uh, some some visibility for the project, and um, he, he contacted some of the media here in Huntsville, and ended up not having any luck. Uh, didn't didn't get any any responses. But um, last um, well, I guess late. I, I started do I started working on the the after after I finished writing for Don for his blog, you know, which wrapped up in in September of of twenty. Um, I guess I, I actually finished writing for him um, in July timeframe. So I was looking forward to continuing, you know, I'd gotten in a groove doing that. And that's when I decided to do the, uh, you know, to work locally, to work on the names from, from Madison County. Um, I did reach out to the local newspaper and actually got some interest. And they said they were looking for a story, uh, you know, with the upcoming 75th anniversary, at that point, the upcoming 75th anniversary of the end of the war. Uh, they actually interviewed me and ended up, um, uh, I was on the front page of the of the Huntsville Times, the local newspaper, but they also are syndicated, provide stories throughout the state of Alabama. So it was published in, in Birmingham and several other newspapers throughout the state. 
And, uh, and so that drummed up some interest. I got some folks contact me. Um, I think you've interviewed one of them already, uh, Pam Baker. She, she read that article and, uh, and, and reached out to me. Others reached out, you know, went straight to the Stories Behind the Stars website and signed up. And then Don pointed, sent them back to me, you know, once he found out they were from Alabama. I ended up with, I think Don gave me a list of about 20 to 25 names that he had received. And I contacted those folks. So right now I've got, I think it's um, uh, seven or eight volunteers besides myself. And we're just uh, divvying up different counties. Everybody's taking a a particular county, either where they live or where they have a connection to. Um, Now there's, there's over 7,000 fallen um, in Alabama. So there's, and so far, I think we just we've we've done a little over six hundred so far. Um, so um, uh, so I've taken on the role of kind of coordinating those folks, you know, um, helping folks get started, providing guidance uh, on research, and and helping to uh, just kind of answer questions and, and help them get going. Uh, I've written over 250 stories myself, so I, I've, I've picked up on a lot of the, a lot of tips of, you know, in addition to some of the stuff that Don has in the training. So I actually put together a, a research guide that I share with the folks to to kind of um, step through the process from, you know, how to find a name once you have a name, what where do you start looking for, and all that kind of stuff. So hopefully that's that's been a help. So do you have a database that you give them or are they just, you're just saying, here's a county and then, you know, how do you divvy up the assignments of the names? My initial approach was just to assign counties. And then there, there's several resources available um, that are they're county specific. There's, a, there's databases in Fold 3 by county in Alabama of the Army and Army Air Forces. And then there's a separate database of Navy, Marine and Coast Guard that's not linked counties. So there's these different databases floating around out there. So I've actually spent the last couple of weeks trying to merge those into one consolidated list for the whole state of Alabama. And um, uh, so that's what we'll be working from now. Um, So yeah, I've got I've got a good master master list. I think it's probably not 100% accurate, but but it's pretty darn close. Over time, we'll we'll, you know, make it more accurate as well. Because I know when when Don was doing his database for Utah, I think they started with like, I think, 1,800 or 1,900 names. And by the time they were done, he found another, I think, 400. So like, and there's not a real, it's a a lot of work getting that database put together because, you know, especially 7,000. I mean, that's, you know, four times almost the amount that was done in Utah. So that's pretty impressive database. And so if someone were interested, um, Maybe we'll put the link in in the description to your Facebook page that you have, if that's okay with you, and sure. they can follow you on that um, and find out more about you know how we can take and help specifically with the Alabama fallen, um, and um, and help with that project. I think it's pretty impressive though that with with just a you know not even a dozen volunteers, you've already done six hundred names. That's that's in, that's really impressive. So you've got some really amazing volunteers going with you. What, yeah, do you I've been impressed. <laughs> so if someone were on the fence about joining, do you have any advice to them? Uh, yeah, I guess what, what I would say is, um, you know, just give it a try. Work, 
uh, you know, on one particular fallen. Um, the beauty is that of this project is that um, you know you can spend as much or as you know as little time as you can afford to do. Do you feel like, as an individual, writing these stories has changed your perspective or your life in any way? Every one of these stories, you know, certainly touches me in some way. Uh, one thing that I found, again, like I said, I, I've I've read a lot of World War II history. One thing that amazes me is in the course of all these stories I've written, I've found a local connection to just about every major battle or event of World War II. It's actually caused me to go back and, and, and even read even more on, on some of the um, particular events that some of these fallen were involved in. And, and I've learned a lot from that. I've learned, you know, I've, I've dug into a lot more depth into some of the, some of the, the particular battles or events. Again, going back to, you know, making connections with some of the family members and having them reach out to me and, and say, thank you. You told me stuff I didn't know about my grandfather or, you know, I had no idea that he uh, he was involved in such and such. That that certainly is very gratifying to hear that, that you know, maybe I've, I've again, helped bring closure for somebody or, or helped them gain a better appreciation for what their grandfather or their uncle did. Um, so yeah, that that's certainly affected me. That's I mean that's not why I'm doing this, but that that's a nice a nice side effect. So could you tell us specifically why you do this? Again, just uh, you know, I, I certainly I, I have an appreciation for you know the greatest generation and what they did for us. And truthfully, like I said, I, I I've, I've been you know. I've had the genealogy bug for quite a while, but admittedly, I won't say I was necessarily getting burned out on it, but I'd kind of, I've kind of hit some brick walls in my research of my ancestors, and um, I was ready to do something different for a while, and, and this just seemed to be a great fit. I mean, it's really combining two of my, two of my hobbies in one, um, you know, the genealogy, the research, uh, and, then the, and then the World War II history. And, and to a certain extent, I do find it enjoyable. I mean, it's, I think one of your other, one of the other podcasts I listened to, somebody mentioned, it's like doing a puzzle. I mean, you find a piece of information here uh, and it leads you to a different, uh, a different item that, you know, fills in a little, a few more blanks and then you move on to something else. And then eventually you've got all these pieces that you've got to assemble into a, uh, a meaningful story. And um, and in a way to you know um, to honor these fallen, you know the hardest thing for me when I was writing when I was helping Don with his blog was he would give me a list of names. Uh, when it started out, he would give me a list of names to, to choose from, and I would always choose. I would search through and I would choose the one or choose somebody who I could find a photo of online because I felt it was really important for his blog you know, since he was doing a small sample size that for, for the readers to be able to see what the person looked like, it helped to connect to the story better. You know, if you, if you can see that person and look into their face. And I always felt so bad about all the ones that I skipped over because, I mean, they did great things. They sacrificed for our country, but I couldn't find a photo of them. So I skipped over those. And that, that really kind of gnawed at me that, that, 
those folks were just as equally deserving of being remembered. But in the context of Don's blog, that, you know, that couldn't really do that. When he told me that he was considering expanding this to go nationwide, again, that was something that really appealed to me that, to tell everybody's story. Uh, these folks deserve to be remembered as more than just a, a marker in a cemetery that's overgrown with grass or something. You know, every one of those was a was somebody's son or father or brother. And even in the cases where there's there's very little information that you can you can pull together from the available online resources, having something out there is better than than nothing. Sometimes I, I've spent upwards of two to three hours on an individual story, just checking and double checking and digging through different databases and Google searches and everything because, you know, it's always so frustrating when you can't find the specific details. Well, I kind of hope that maybe this is, you know, for those specific names, this is the foundation. And once we get it out there and we get more, you know, press and we get more, you know, we get people knowing about the project that those names will have a place for people to uh, come and, and maybe if they had more, they can add to it. Right. You know, it's just, you know, we're getting a laying a foundation, we're getting something out there and then hopefully we can expand this and make it bigger and really make it something that is, you know, our big goal of getting all those names and honoring of those. I really loved what you said about how, you know, moving on and, and moving away from that name and because it didn't have a picture was really hard for you because you knew like it, it still needed to be told. And, and that's the beauty of this nationwide project. And now a worldwide project. We, I've been helping uh, some, some gentlemen in, in France figure out how to use <laughs> the, the different uh, resources that we have. And, and, you know, we've got people all over the world helping us now. And, um, they, I think that's the vision that they catch as well. It's just like every single one of these individuals matter and what they gave matters. And, and we really appreciate what you've done. I'm so excited. I got to meet you. My, my dad has talked a lot about you <laughs> and he's really, really grateful for what you've done and what you're continuing to do. And he's so impressed with, um, <laughs> I remember when we have family dinners at, on Sunday and when my dad was writing the blog, he'd always, um, so we'd uh, share like one thing that happened to us that week that was really a good thing and my dad I remember when he was like I found this this guy in Alabama and he's gonna help me and he's amazing and he was so excited it was really a, a memorable Sunday dinner for us because he was so excited and then he'd share the stories that you had written he's like I feel like he does such a good job better than I do it's so it's fun to find people who have the same you know passion in life with as you and, and also just willing to give up their time to make something happen that really needs to happen so we really appreciate everything that you've done and, well, continue cool. to. and I, I really admire what your dad I mean I know this is a huge undertaking for him um, I, I really admire what he's you know what he's doing and, you know it, it's it's a great thing well thank you for your time tonight and uh we'll stay in touch and see how uh Alabama keeps keeps plugging along all right. Hopefully we can uh, add to my, my volunteer list. Thank you for listening. If you're at all interested in volunteering or just want to learn more about our amazing project, please visit us at www.storiesbehindthestars.org.